are listening to the Connections Through Creativity podcast. Here, we dive in deep into personal growth, creativity, inclusion, education, mental health, entrepreneurship, connection, community, and how we can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Rebecca Jane, founder of Rebecca Jane Art, a community director creating and helping others create radical change in their community with a love of living a creative life through joy, growth, and making a positive impact in the world. Art is the catalyst for creating connections. Everyone is an artist and everyone deserves a safe place to feel and be creative, included and heard. When we create connections through creativity, we are opening an inclusive environment to improve mental health, education, creativity in our community. If you would like to become a certified Rebecca Jane Art Inclusive Community Art Instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit RebeccaJaneArt.ca. Are you ready? Let's get creative. Welcome everyone. I'm so excited for today's episode because today we have Marsha Van Weinsberg joining us. Marsha is an author, speaker, and business coach. She is a six-time best-selling author of When She Stopped Asking Why, where she shares her lessons as a parent who dealt with teen substance abuse far past the level of normal experimentation. Through her programs, coaching, podcasts, and live events for women, Marsha teaches the power of radical responsibility and owning your choices to own your life. She empowers women to own their stories and build a platform business to impact and support others. Marsha is an expert in values, owning your stories, boundaries, radical responsibility, and wheelhouse. So today we're talking about values and how we can take radical responsibility to better our life so we can own our choices to own our life. Marsha has been a huge inspiration in my personal development journey this year, so I cannot wait for you to meet her. You're going to love her. Let's get started. Hello, Marcia. Hi. Hi Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Um, So um, I thought I would get started um, just to kind of get... us introducing and a little more, more comfortable with the audience, um, I thought I'd ask you a couple quick, uh, quick little fun questions. Perfect. So um, my first one is, what's your favorite quote? Do you have one? I have two that come okay. right to mind. Um, the one that always was pivotal for me was, we are not a product of our circumstances, we're a product of our decisions. That's Stephen Covey. I've used that one for years. And I still, to this day, wear on my wrist, um, Be the Change by Gandhi, because every time I think about like what maybe isn't working or what I'm not liking, what's happening, I just remind myself to be the change that I wish to see in the world. And so that's my go-to. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's your favorite book? Um, it's funny. I have a couple of them. And I... Um, it's, I can read, like I can go with the feminine side and rise sister rise and light is the new black. I love Rebecca Campbell. I think she's fantastic. I loved love warrior with, from, um, Glennon Doyle was one of my first books of reading and understanding that you can actually share a difficult story. So that was a number of years ago when I read that and literally anything by Brene Brown, like Brene Brown is my, is my go-to. I speak, she speaks my language and I get it. And Daring Greatly is something that I go back to at least once a year, once or twice a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I just started, uh, I've only read one Brene Brown book because I just recently found her through you because uh, yep. you quoted her many times in your book. Yes. I was like, who yeah. is this woman? <laughs> and then I fell in love with her, like seriously. Wait, which one did you, have you read so far? Which one have you read? Uh, just um, Dare to Lead so far. Yeah. And it's a life changer. It's just like incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah, she's it. a very, she's a brilliant lady. She combines research and she also is able to throw, like really put her personality into it. So it's not dry. It's very, it's yeah. just fantastic. And when you get her books on audible, her voice is incredible. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. I love. I started listening to her podcasts, and oh, it's, it's so great. It's so, yes, great, great podcast. Podcasts. Yeah, I'm uh, keeping her her first podcast in mind right now because this is my first podcast. Yep. So yep. hers was all about uh, FFTs. <laughs> so I'm keeping my. Uh, uh, <laughs> My first times <laughs> yeah, in mind. So <laughs> that's great. That's great. We all start there. We all yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, and then what, uh, what's something that you're really into right now? Maybe a TV show or an activity that you do uh, with your husband or, or something like yeah. that? <laughs> I actually, um, we're still in COVID. I'm not working right now. And I, I mean, self-care is always a big thing for me but I'm really loving that I can get up earlier and do my own workouts and take care of me first, like actually take care of me first, which feels so amazing. Cause that's not how my normal life is. So I'm big on self care. I do a lot of self care. I teach it. I talk it. It's just something I really like doing. TV is funny for me because, um, I, I like, you know, biographies and, and real shows and, but we just watched, I think in the whole time we've been off, I only watched one series and um, we just finished on prime little fires everywhere. Oh, I, would, yeah. I would have read the book first because yeah. the writing is incredible. Like it's actually, it's, it's just such a good series and so timely for everything that's happening in yes. the world right now. Mm -hmm. And I grew up during that time. So I could hear some of the words or the, uh, connotations and how people spoke. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I remember, I remember hearing things like that. So the writing is incredible. It was very, very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really want to watch it, but I was like, I need to read this. Uh, <laughs> I need to read this first. My, uh, I wish my... I would read it first, but it still is. I still will go back yeah. and read it because it's the, like I said, the writing is really, mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Awesome. Uh, okay. And then the last one uh, is about art. So I'm wondering if there's a piece of art that spoke to you or a medium that you like to use or um, something that you're maybe even, <laughs> I see some hesitation. So maybe something that you're a little nervous about trying, but you'd really love to try just something, something like that. I, it's so funny because I'm very analytical in my thinking, but I do have a very big creative side. And sometimes I'll play around on Canva with something and I think it makes sense to me, but not everybody understands it, but it's a creative, it just a, a little bit of creative outlet for me. Art is funny. If I could look around right now in my office, I will always have pictures of nature, nature, uh, water, mountains, anything. I, I love nature pieces. Like I love those kinds of, um, this, just that art. But when I look over at my shelf, it's like multiple quotes and cards and you know stars that have all the dream believe and it's just I'm very much inspired by having inspirational things around me like mm. that is just my go-to and my reminder it's actually quite funny as I'm looking around I'm like that's my entire office right now so <laughs> that, that's apparently what I like but I do I, I'm very particular about what I surround myself with and what I see on a daily, multiple times a day basis. Mm -hmm. So that's what inspires me. Awesome, okay, I love that. All right, so um, today we're gonna be talking about uh, values, um, just to kind of introduce people to values. This is something that um, I know you've done a lot of work on um, and you've helped me uh, kind of figure out what my values are and what what values are in general. So I thought it would be um, very fitting to have you on um, to, to talk about this because, uh, well, one, it's your thing. And it's just, it's, you've been a big part of helping me work through this. So, um, so maybe we could talk about, uh, we could start with kind of what, what values are, um, and then we could go from there. So um, yeah. Absolutely. First off, thank you for saying that. I'm glad that that has been a, just a source of knowledge and inspiration for you because it was something I didn't really understand what it was when I started to look um, and understand what core values were. And it was a buzzword for a long time, but it wasn't really something I understood. So I was in a workshop, I'm going to say probably 12 years ago now. And it was one of those things that, you know, you go for, it's a women's weekend and it was all about understanding what your core values were. And to preface that, I was at a point in life where I was owning, I was one of the owners of a brick and mortar studio, not happy with where I was. Um, 
but didn't know where I was going to go next. And when we're doing something that doesn't fit with our values and we're not in alignment, it, it starts to manifest itself in a lot of different ways. So my health wasn't great. I wasn't sleeping. I was very short with everyone. I was emotional. I just did not, I didn't see a way out and I didn't see a way to make change. So I went to this women's weekend and we spent the entire weekend. The whole focus was on core values. So I didn't understand what it was. We start with basically you can pull off a sheet from Pinterest if you want. There's just type in core values and you'll get, you know, multiple copies of them. But you want to start with a sheet that has 100 to 200 words and you literally just start to go through the sheet to look at what what speaks to me, what's important to me, what do I what do I think of myself when I see those words? Would my friends recognize those words are important to me? And you really start to pare it down and pare it down and pare it down. And at this time, I mean, I think by Saturday, I had it down to 20 words, 25 words, and then you break it down to 10 and then ideally down to like five to seven. And when I did that, my words that I came up with were, let's see if I can remember exactly, but health is number one, relationships, um, fun, and integrity, commitment, and fulfillment. Those are my keywords. So I wrote them down and took it away in the weekend. I'm like, that felt really good. I, you know, I thought I understood what it meant, but basically as they were saying that when you understand what your values are, that your entire life revolves around those values because that's who you are, which means that if you're not in alignment, you're missing some of those values somewhere. So at that time, I remember coming home and going back to work and just felt terrible, was not in a good space. And again, this is like, I'm a big person on ownership. This is not me saying it was anyone else's fault. I just knew I was in the wrong place. And as I looked at those values, I started to realize that, oh shoot, like my health is suffering. My relationships are suffering. I'm not having fun. I'm completely out of integrity. There's no commitment there and there's definitely no fulfillment. So I just went like all of my values none of them are being met here. No wonder I'm miserable. Like no wonder it's not working for me. And they started to become, it was about six weeks later and I left completely, stepped away from my partnership, walked away. Best thing I ever did. Um, still, you know, we're also growing and learning and going in different directions, but those values become the cornerstone for what is important in my life. And to be honest, my decisions, when people ask me, you know, do you want to do this? Sometimes I'll just literally look at my list and I'm like, no, thank you. It's, it's no, thank you. And it sounds rude. It's not, it's, I mean, it's my job to stay in alignment with what's important to me. It's no one else's job. And if I don't do that, then that's on me. And, and yet that's probably a big reason why I'm, if I'm not happy with where I'm at now that that also steps into boundaries which is another whole topic but I have to value my own values and then decide if I'm going to follow them in my life and what I'm going to do and that's that's on me to do so when I read dare to lead I she Brene had mentioned that point to get down to two core values yes <laughs> Oh my gosh, two. Now, if I'm really, really like could go down, those can be grouped together. Like mm -hmm. they could be grouped together. Um, and I can't remember what Brene's word. I know one was courage. I can't remember the other word. Uh, spirituality, I think. Or hers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, I still, I, I think that in, a, in some sense, you know, if you could get it down five words, six words, but they, there's some similarity there, right? Like if I am not being fulfilled, if I'm not committed to something, I'm not in integrity, right? Like right. Those, I, they, they would go together that I'm not in integrity. Yeah. Um, and health uh, to me, if I think health would still be one of my number ones because without it, I don't, I can't make the others work. I just can't. So I, I'm a, such a big believer that self-care is 100% my responsibility. And when things aren't working, then that's on me. And, and when it's not working, majority of the time, like 99.9% .9 of the time, is because I'm actually not making that time for my own self-care for what I need. And I work with women and coach with women who are building businesses and They'll come to me and they're like, I don't know how to make this work. I can't do this. I'm like, you have to go first. 
And I know that that's going to trigger some people who have young kids because I understand. <laughs> yeah. I do understand. <laughs> yeah. I do. That means that you're either going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to maybe manage the expectations of what it looks like. Like maybe it's not three hours of self-care a day. Like maybe yeah. you're getting, you know, three blocks of 10 minutes. As your kids get older, it becomes a case of, you know, they will have to do the same things for themselves too, right? Like it's not, self-care is, is for everybody. It's not, it's not for um, just certain levels of success or time or anything, but that all comes from those values. And they're just, they're literally the compass in my life. They are mm-hmm. literally the compass for everything I say yes or no to. Yeah, that's amazing. I, uh, something you said when you had said you have five, or six, sorry, six. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Brene said to break it down to two. And so I, when I was picking mine, I went through my list and I, uh, I picked, I think, yeah, something like 20. <laughs> and yeah. then I went down and I kept going down, 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 all the way to two. And they were, those were the two. Um, it was make a difference, but I added a positive. So I like to say a positive difference because I don't want to just make any difference. I want to make a positive no, difference. No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I say I make a positive difference and growth. Um, so mm. those, um, those were my two. And then, but I felt like something was missing. And so um, I feel like I needed to add, add in another one. And I realized that was um, joy. Um, and now I'm thinking I need to add another one. So I'm, but I don't want to keep adding. <laughs> So I want to add in uh, nature because I realized that that was a big part of something and, and joy and, and nature are something that like I value very deeply, but it's mm-hmm. where I was lacking. So that's why it was harder for me to choose right away because I was kind of already disregarding them kind of like I was putting them on the back burner, but I was yeah. like, this is something that I'm missing here. Like I'm not getting... I'm not making, I make um, like herbal remedy things and like that's something that I've lost a little bit of. And so like, that's, I was like, I can't value that because I'm not doing it right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's something that you could talk about there where I'm like struggling to, like I've already valued growth and making a positive difference. I've I've already living in those values. Then there's the values I'm not living in and I want to, you know. It's so good what you're saying. I think that, um, yes, Brene has said to get it down to two. I think when you, if you're a person who has not, if, if this is brand new conversation for you and you're listening going, I don't even know what a value was. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're in that space. Cause I was in that space for a long yep, time. Me too. Yeah. You're right. If you're in that space, what I really encourage you to do is start to take an inventory in your own life. Like mm-hmm. what, what brings you joy? What do you like doing? Who do you like spending time with? What, what things um, feel light? As my one friend says, what feels lighter feels heavy. If I'm trying to make a decision, she'll say, is it heavy or light? I'm like, oh, it's heavy. That's why I'm struggling with it. So if it's heavy, then I'm probably not in the right space. Like I'm not in the right space. So where can you do things that bring you more joy? Where can you do things that make you feel happier lighter because when you're in that space that is a creative space that is a space for flow and abundance that is a space where new things can come in that is a space where i think you are standing in what your gifts are and you're using them mm-hmm. so if again if this feels brand new what i would say is take a look at how you want to feel and how can you do more of that so so it's great when you actually figure out those values I just did a long um, post. I'm doing a video and another podcast on self-care because it's constantly one of the things I'm asked. And because so many people struggle with it. Mm. And it's just such a big struggle. I'll link and, your podcast in the show, show notes. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's, so I think it's, it's something that people really, really struggle with. And with that self-care piece, like you have to look at it and go, what makes me feel the best me? Like what helps me to show up as the best way possible, because I'm going to call women out for a second here. What <laughs> women tend to do, I'm very real. What women tend to do is we put so much on our plate. We don't ask for help. Then we get mad at the world because no one is helping us out. Yep. Meanwhile, we've never even asked and we've put ridiculous expectations on ourselves. So we are setting ourselves up to not win. Like we are setting ourselves up to be 
in a space that is we're, we're frustrating ourselves and like what what good is that like there's there's no good in that because we're stopping ourselves from being in a space of joy we're stopping ourselves from like literally showing up as the best version that we can so we are doing that to ourselves so I like to give the example it's Elise Nichols um, example I heard her say it six years ago and it was a one of those moments where it stopped me and I went oh my gosh I get that now is the fact that we have a cup and a saucer and the cup is we talk about my cup is empty all these things like fill your cup blah 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 that when you fill your cup to overflow the overflow is what you feed others with the cup is for you mm. so when i first heard that i was like oh crap like forget overflow my cup is like dead empty so how do i go back to filling my cup and people will say well that's not fair because i have this and this and this i'm like yeah but it's your cup like it's no one else's cup so we can't create change in our life when we're blaming someone else. We, we just can't. So if we're going to stay in blame, we're going to stay there. If we want to change it, we have to take ownership and it's our cup. So we have to look at what isn't working in order to figure out what can we change. If that makes sense. Like it's yeah. got to really look at square in the eye and say, okay, what is not working in my day? Like I loved my training clients. I've trained uh, personal trained clients for 27 years and literally every morning I would train, I would leave the house by six or six 30. And then I would get back to my own self care later in the day. And since COVID I've been able to do things for me first. I'm going to have a really hard time changing that moving yeah. forward. I'm going to say, I really am. This is the first time in my life I've given to me first and it feels really, really good, like mm -hmm. really good. So because it feels good, then how do I continue that? What do I do? So look for the things that make you feel good. And if you're in a space of like, nothing makes me feel good and I'm not in a good space, then maybe you have to look at what has to go. Like, what do you have to take off your plate? What are the expectations that are, are ridiculous and not attainable? Does the house actually have to be clean all the time? Oh my God, no. Like it's yeah. just, no. <laughs> It's not, it's not. We do that to ourselves and we set that expectation and then we make it harder on ourselves. So I'm asking you to find an ally within yourself to help yourself succeed. Look for things that bring you joy and then ask yourself, am I doing enough of that? Or am I doing any of that? And if you're not, then where can you make that work? Mm -hmm. if, if the values part feels like that's just too much and too confusing, start with joy, seriously. Start with things that make you feel lighter, happier, and more joy. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so going forward, how, how is, um, what's an example of how you're living in your values? Or, or not you specifically, but to help others? Like, mm -hmm. so, so those values, like I say they go everywhere with me. Like I mean literally everywhere. And most people laugh at me because I am like, I could never play poker because I, <laughs> I just couldn't, there's no way. Yeah. It's just, I have, don't have the face for it. No, and, <laughs> me neither. Yeah. People would, I get all the time. People say, can I ask you a question? I'm like, only if you want the answer. Like, don't ask, don't ask if you don't want the answer. Cause I'm going to have a hard time lying. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that and why it's important is those values go everywhere with me. So if I am spending time with someone who does not feed those values and is not lifting me up or is bringing me down, I, I walk away. It's just, I just let it go. I just walk away. It's not a value for me. And here's the thing. People go, well, that's really rude about someone else. I'm like, nope, it's actually not. It actually has nothing to do with anyone else. It has to do with the values that I choose for myself, like the mm -hmm. energy that I choose to be around and see, we always have a choice. We just always, always have a choice. So if something isn't working, it might be a friendship, a relationship. It might be um, it might be a marriage. It might be a, you know, time with kids. It might be parents, um, job, people, health, fitness, relationships, money. What it, life is about, I hate to say this, but it's really about having the tough conversations hmm. you can either just say, well, I guess this is the way life is. And maybe that, and then all of a sudden when you, when you fall into that space, it becomes this, well, it's easier for her. It looks like her life is going better. It looks like that. That's comparison. And you're just using that as a way to mm. not deal with your own stuff. Say yeah. it with love. I mean it, but it's true. So yeah. when you fall into comparison, it's because you are not dealing with your own stuff. 
And that doesn't help anyone. It actually doesn't help anyone. So what tough conversations do you have to have? What tough things do you have to put in place to help you to be the best you that you can be? Because no one is coming to save you. No one is. No one is. You have lots of cheerleaders, but no one's going to fix it for you. And yep. so that's ownership and that's taking that piece. And it sounds, it sounds like I'm being harsh, but I'm telling you when you really stand in ownership, it's your most powerful place. It is literally your most powerful. You take your power back mm-hmm. and it's, it's just where you want to stay because you'll thrive there. You'll thrive in that space. Mm-hmm. You'll see people and opportunities that you never would have seen, never would have seen before because you were not showing up as your best self. So I believe that you owe it to yourself. I also believe you owe it to the people in your circle because when you show up as your best self, you then use the gifts that you have, use the tools that you have, use the strengths that you have. Now you can actually impact the people around you and use the gifts you're meant to use because I can't, I always say like, I can't use your gifts. They're not mine. They're yours. So if you choose not to use them, then they're untapped and that's sad. That's, that's, that's sad, but that's a choice. So really take a deep dive, internal look at what is working, what is not, and just start to ask yourself, okay, what can I change? Like, what can I control? What can I take ownership of and what can I change? And it's very doable. It might not feel like it, but it's very, very doable. I feel like when you're starting with this, it feels extremely overwhelming, but, and very uncomfortable. But once you start, you're like, well, this is a whole lot less uncomfortable than where I was before. <laughs> and, yeah. and what a great way to say it. You hear me say it all the time is that like you, you get to choose your heart. People say, well, mm. that's hard making those changes. I'm like, really? Cause staying miserable and stuck is hard too. Yeah. You get to choose which heart you want. It's always a choice. And, and you know what? Sometimes, yes, working through that muck is really, really hard. But when you get that clarity on the other side, you're like, oh, this is easy now. Like this, mm. this makes easier to make decisions. It's easier to stay true to yourself. It's easier to be in alignment. And I'm telling you, when you are in alignment, you will see opportunities that you never saw before. Mm-hmm. You won't, you will see them because you're open to seeing them now. Yeah. Like, uh, it's easier for me to make make decisions now, um, in my life and in my business. Um, just because it's, it's a simple question. Is it making a positive difference in, uh, in other people's lives, in my goals? Is it, um, is it creating growth in me, in my business? Um, is it making me joyful? Like, it's just easy things to be like, okay, check, check, check. Okay. I'm good. And then I can, can live in that. And I'm like, okay, well, that was way easier than, <laughs> than it's, just agonizing oh, over things in the first place. So like it, much easier. It's, I yeah. love how you said that. Like when something is working, you're going to go through your list quickly and it's like, Oh yeah. Check, 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 check. Oh, this is great. Yeah. When it's not working, you're going to look at your list and go, Oh my gosh. None mm-hmm. of like, yeah. it's, it, that's out of alignment. That's when you're out of alignment and you yeah. are not in a place of strength when you're out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've definitely seen a huge, a huge shift in my mindset and in my just outlook of things. Like it's just easier for me. I still get upset. I still go through all those things, of course. But yeah, but it's just easier for me to be like, okay, oh, this is this is the growth happening. (laughs) This is that growth moment, and I'm like, ouch. Okay, we're gonna be okay though. You know what? I love that you said that because I, I, I encourage people to have like a mantra or something that they say when, when it gets hard. And sometimes I just look at it and I'm like, okay, this is a growing day. Mm-hmm. Growing uh, day. Yeah. Just having a growing day. Really nothing is working out. And it, I could look at it and go like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and look at how many things have gone wrong today. Yeah. Or I can look at it and I just have to flip it. I, it doesn't mean I don't go there, but I don't stay there. That's a choice. And then I'll look at it and go, okay, Marsha, this is just a growing day. You're having a growing day. You will be fine. You'll be fine. It's just a growing day. Yeah. And so it's, I would encourage people to have a mantra to help themselves when they're having those wall kicking days. I say mm. they're like the days where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then if it, you're really, really struggling in those days, then stop and like, again, go have the difficult conversations with yourself. Look at it. What is out of alignment with my values? Do I have a self-care game? Am I taking care of myself? 
because I am, I am literally on a mission that women have to stop burning the candle day, night, all these things and Mm -hmm. expecting top performance out of themselves and then being frustrated when they can't do it. You know, I, I feel right now, um, especially with COVID I and what has, what's transpired. Like I don't have young kids at home. So that's another beast all on its own. And a friend of mine was having a really tough breakdown moment, full-time job, like really high demands, trying to with her, her kids at home and, you know, daycare and all of these things and doing school. And she's working till one in the morning. And she's like, I just don't think I can do this. I'm like, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right, yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no one can do this. Like it's, this is not, it's not doable, not doable the way that it is. So what can go, like, what can go, how can you figure it out? And a lot of times it's our own expectations of what we think we should be doing by now. I don't know how many times I've heard women say this by now. I should have had it figured out (laughs) Really? because life changes every day. Like you, this is you figuring out what works for you, but life will continue to change it through your challenges every single day. It's yeah. just what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID definitely um, was a huge shifting point for me. And I know um, you sent me something that Glenn, Glenn, Glennon, Glennon Doyle. Glennon. Yeah. She, that she said, and oh, <laughs> she was like, I'm what the video. Yeah. Video? yeah. Yes. And um, she said, uh, she said, I'm, I'm here to demotivate people. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I need, sometimes you just need to be demotivated or oh, unmotivated. Okay. Just like, or yeah, I think D because not unmotivated. I'm so motivated, but yeah. to be less, <laughs> like I, I had my son at home. My, my partner, he's, he worked full time. Like he only had one week off over COVID um, where yeah. they kind of just figured everything out, put everything back together. And then he was off to work again. So I was home uh, with my son who had a broken leg. So I had, he was in a cast and I was carrying him and, so there was a lot of things and I was still running my business and I yes. realized, um, I could look back at my year before where I overworked myself and did all these things. And I was unhappy because I was expecting all these things from myself that just weren't happening because I was trying to do everything all at once and have it all done. Here we go. And then I was like, okay, I can take that mindset with me into COVID, <laughs> Uh, and run myself dry again, like I did last year. Um, or I can figure out a new way and this can be my opportunity to, to grow, to make uh, a difference in my family, the way that I run things, the way I I do things and be more productive. And I, like, you've been, you were a big help with that. You, and, um, it's just like, I, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that 2020 happened in 2020 and not in 2019. I see it like it would have been a huge difference. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Um, but yeah, it really helped me just kind of organize my day, take a lot of pressure off myself. And honestly, I got the same amount of work done. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it more. What did you, did you say it's work smarter? Oh no, I was talking to somebody else early. She said, work smarter, not harder. Not and I was harder. like, that's, been my goal (laughs) and that that's what I've been um that was my goal through COVID was yeah Yeah. just like I need to still work I'm not giving up on what I'm doing and I'm still gonna do it I can do all these things I just need to do it smarter not harder (laughs) so it was it was very very eye-opening and healing for me even though it was difficult, very, very, <laughs> very I, difficult. I don't know how many times a week I was like, okay, so this is an inconvenience for me, but I am not dealing with small kids at home. Hmm. Yes, I lost my job. Like, yes, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of stress. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I have friends who are dealing with way more. Sometimes we have to d- just stop in perspective. And the other perspective is I didn't have COVID. Like, I mean, yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, like I had a, I had a, my, one of my close friends lost her dad during COVID. Oh, no. She didn't get in the hospital to see him. Right. So I like, you know, you just, sometimes you have to stop and look in perspective and go, okay, this might feel big in my world. It's not really big. Like I'll be fine. It's, it's, yeah. I will figure it out and it will be fine. So sometimes that perspective shift is really huge. 
yeah. to figure it, to really taking a close look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not into comparison trap yourself either. Cause that's, no. cause, and that, and that's not what it is, but I just wanted to clarify that for, for yeah. people. It's not a comparison like, Oh, well they have it, they have it harder. So, you know, no, it's, it's just it's, perspective. It's yeah. just perspective. And sometimes in that case, what, you know what I would really encourage you to do if you're in a space that you know, I had a number of friends who were really struggling at that time, mental health wise, energy wise. Um, like, what can you do? Like, can you, when you can think outside of yourself, mm-hmm. you can actually like, yeah. it really does change your perspective. So, you know, there was just little things that you could do. Can you drop some food off to somebody? Mm-hmm. Can you go pick up some errands for someone? You know, I had the one, one of my friends was basically quarantined for the two weeks with her young kids and I couldn't get up to get groceries. So I'm like, what can I pick up for you? What can I do? And they might seem like little things to us and not a big deal, but you're like literally throwing a lifeline out to a person who is struggling. And I think we have to be willing to know like it's okay. Like throw the lifeline out, help someone else out. And it might seem like a really small lifeline to you, but it certainly makes a massive difference to somebody else. Massive. So those are just part of, you know, part of the, the, of the values that I try to live by and it just helps me to put life back into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of naturally, it sounds kind of naturally creates the boundaries. Yes, it does. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. I did a podcast um, a few weeks ago on how to figure out what your boundaries are and how it starts with your core values. I can't tell you how many people sent me messages. They're like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it started with core values. I didn't know. And it has to, because you have to know what's important to you. Yeah. And then what's important to you is when your boundaries come into place. Yeah. And I mean, that's another whole beast on its own, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying you can't even get there if you don't figure out your values first. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I don't know if, I don't know if I could list out my boundaries. Maybe that's something that I should work on, but I, I feel like they just kind of, naturally happened as I started living in my, in my values. So I actually agree. Yeah, yeah. I actually agree. And it becomes more of a case of, you know, um, boundaries are a really interesting thing, especially when you deal with kids. And I just, that's my reference point, but it's a, I'm not going to get the quote right, but if you read anything on codependency with Melody Beattie and she talks about, and I even quoted her in my book because there's a really key point there that when we don't have those boundaries in place, like when we don't have any of them, codependency means that I am taking responsibility for all of your decisions to try and fix, manage control or whatever it is, or that my life decisions are based on what you are doing. And when I do that, I stop you from your growth because you're not getting to experience the consequences, positive or negative, of your own decisions. Does that mm. make sense? So boundaries in place, like boundaries are, yeah, they're all about me and what helps me to be the best version of me. But they're not like this big sheet of armor or this big yeah. wall. I like to call them more like a bubble. Like they're like a bubble that it's, there are times in your life, um, we have a family member who is quite ill right now. And there are times in your life, for example, that, you know, I, yeah, I'm not getting to this, my values the same way that I would on some days, but that's just where shift and boundaries happen because I, this requires more of me right now. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. We're not here forever. So it's, it's a moving target, but it, 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 I decide, and I usually decide my boundaries by based on what feels good. Like what mm. feels right. And um, sometimes I'll be standing in a, my husband jokes with this, I'll be standing in a room full of people. And there might be somebody who's super negative or critical of someone else. And I literally, I'm like, yeah, I'm up. And I just turn to walk away. It's not like it's, it's not, boundaries are not about someone else. They're about what I choose to be around. So right. to me, boundaries are like the highest, highest form of self-respect. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a very different uh, perspective of what I imagined it to be before. Well, most people look at boundaries like a wall and it's like, yeah. you will not treat me this way. You will not do this. I'm like, yeah. it's not about anyone else. Yeah. It's about what you choose. You can't control, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. You can't control what other people are doing. Not at so all. <clears throat> your res- re- excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. Uh, your re- radical responsibility. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah. And those are the words I live by. Like, it's just, uh, it's, I, I can't tell you how many people they're like, well, they do this and they do this. I'm like, okay, but if you're allowing that to happen, then you don't have a boundary in place. And sometimes when there's no boundary in place, you are teaching people how to treat you. And maybe that's not good. Maybe you're not teaching them the best way to treat you because of what you allow to happen or what you allow them to do. That's a, those are tough pills to swallow. I'm telling yeah. you, it's really tough when you're like, wait a minute, you mean that's on me? I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. on you. It's on me. 100% on you because it's on me too, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think I kind of, like when I was starting my classes, my business, I, I kind of, I, I didn't, I don't necessarily think I created intentional boundaries, but I was kind of doing them naturally mm-hmm. by creating these um, systems in place, I guess is what I would have called them before. So that um, things were, the, they ran this way and this is what I expected of the parents. This is what I expected of, of my students. And that's what happened. So <laughs> it just kind of naturally, I think yeah, I was clear. Yes. Yeah. I was very clear. This is what the expectations are. Um, and this is what happens if it goes this way. Like if, if something goes wrong, uh, you know, I'm quoting (laughs) wrong or, or off, uh, of schedule or whatever. It's not, you know, it's just, um, this is what we're going to do instead. This is what's going to happen instead. So, and then, um, kind of looking at my my own creativity my own creative process i i created i guess what's the op like a bad boundary i guess is kind of or maybe lack of boundaries i don't know what the word i'm kind of thinking of right now um i guess i'm thinking about what our um our limitations are in Mm -hmm. in creative processes and uh, we're putting these I guess the walls, I guess that's what they are. The walls that we, we think, okay, we can't do, we can't create a certain way, or this is not, um, art the way it's supposed to be. Like we, we kind of build these bad walls. So creating, um, hmm, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Okay. Um, I do, uh, I don't know if this makes sense to go with this, but, um, we talk about boundaries a lot and I can give the example that for years, I, to protect myself, um, because I was receiving a lot of criticism at one point in my life and people were quite mean, to be honest, that I started to carry what I called armor. Like I just mm. carried armor around and the armor, was, I, I, it was to protect me again, air quotes, to protect me from other people. And eventually what would happen is I was going to the grocery store, like at midnight, I was going, I was, not, I was avoiding everybody. And mm. because that's how big I was making my armor. I was actually like, and this is the thing. I own that. I did that. That was me carrying the armor. That was me putting it in place. I was trying to protect myself and I get it. I know why we do that in the beginning stages, but then it doesn't take long for your world to get really, really small, like really really small. It's like you're suffocating under this armor and it's got nowhere to go. And it's then all of a sudden, I remember a time being in a world that was so small that I had nowhere to call, no one to call, nowhere to go. Didn't know what to do. My car became my friend. I literally would sit in the car and listen to podcasts, listen to YouTube videos because I just didn't, I couldn't come home. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't know where to go. And so the world became super, super small. And I had to come to a space of realizing that my armor that I was carrying was the thing that was making my world small. So mm-hmm. if I was carrying it, I had to learn to put it down. Right. And that's when vulnerability came in. And right. so I had to learn how to put the, the armor down. And I said it in my talk um, last year is like, as soon as I put my armor down, I found my army. Like I literally start, mm-hmm. I mean, I have an incredible group of women right now that I could call at any time, but they could call me as well. And it's, it's being that change. It's like, literally I had to be the change that I wanted to see. So mm. when I did that, put it down, my boundaries, this, my boundaries are still definitely in place. There's no question, but I had to let people in. Like I yeah. had to let people in, in order to support me and then I could support others. So I can see it in this. It sounds like it was fast. It wasn't fast. It was a, yeah. it's a long <laughs> time. 
It wasn't yeah. fast at all. It was a process of, you know, probably a couple of years, which is part of mm-hmm. why I teach it. Cause I want, if I can shorten the learning curve for someone else, I gladly will. Exactly. But it's definitely like, it's, it's a process. So, and to me, it all started with my values, all of it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing started with my values and mm-hmm. understanding who I was, what I needed, what helps me to be the best me and how to let go of things that aren't mine to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I see it now as a the armor. I see that that was the word I was looking for. So okay. yeah, we're we're really. I think we all do that with our creativity. Like we yes. hold on to these armors that we build around ourselves. Oh, we can't. I can't paint because so and so paints better than me, or or whatever the reason. So and so said. I usually a teacher or something. They said, "Oh, you're you know." they praised another person, but more, or you, you know, it was never intentional. Usually maybe it was, but it's not, well, we're not blaming anybody. It was, no. that's just what we took in and we created these, this armor around ourselves within our creative process. And then we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable and live in this creative process, creative life. So we, we, or we, build up these walls of no creativity. (laughs) So that's, um, that's a really, really good point. And that's a really good analogy to tie it with creativity. Like when I was in school, I was always told, no, you're the math and the, you're the smart, like you're math and science. And that's not a very good job. Like, or that's not like, that's okay. Like it's because we had home ec then we had, you know, art and I loved the, I definitely have a creative side to me that I don't, um, that I don't, I don't tap into enough, Mm -hmm. but how I do tap into it is when I really get into a space of allowing myself to journal on a daily basis, like Mm -hmm. really making time for that journaling allows that to flow. I'm picturing what, or meditating, and picturing what I think the day is going to look like, what I intend for it to look like, the people that I get to work with. So that really kind of starts to open up that creative side. And I do have this, I have this funny with very mutual friend in Heather, and she okay. will, um, you know, she'll say something to me and I'm like, oh, that's creative. I want to do a second. I've got to go and I go create that. So I definitely have a creative side. Um, that just needs a spark every once in a while. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I like that. Or, you know, I have friends who will go to paint nights before COVID they'll go to paint nights and they're like, but like my painting's terrible. And I'm like, but did you like going? They're like, Oh, I love it. I'm like, good. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny it's how we have yeah. that creative side. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, uh, Brene Brown's quote. Oh, I wish I, I wrote it down before. Um, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but basically she's saying, um, that creativity, it, it's not, it's not useless. It's something that, and then it, and if you don't use it, if you don't have it, 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 she says, massacize, I think is Mm -hmm. into shame and sorrow and just all these horrible things. (laughs) So we need that creativity and, and it's something that is, usually very blocked around um, a lot of people very unfortunately and that's part of my my goal with these classes I mean there's a lot of a lot of things that beyond just the art but um is to set up these boundaries or these um this value of creativity in Mm. people in their students what regardless of their age they could be two-year-olds or 102 you know it doesn't matter we're we're valuing these and passing that on to other people. So I, that's a very big um, goal for my, what I'm doing. It's, it's uh, great. Yeah, That's great. I think it's great. I think that it's creativity is not valued enough right now. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's looked at that we're in this tech world and we have, you know, how do we stand out or how do we like, I, I might not understand what all of the tech is, but when you can come up with the create creative side, like if you go to Instagram and you scroll through the feed, there's some incredibly creative things. Oh and yes, yeah, and like paintings. And I mean, uh, Morgan Harper Nichols on Instagram, I love her. She has just like just these beautiful quote cards that she's made that stand out. Mm. So you know, it's okay to stand out. It's yeah. okay to stand out. We don't have to blend in. We're actually not meant to. We're all meant to stand out. And the people who are meant to see you, work with you, find you, will 
when you let yourself be seen. They yeah. will. They, they, they can't if you don't. But yeah. when you let yourself be seen, that's when they will, that's when that will happen. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think we'll sign off now. Uh, if there's anything else you wanted to add before we go, maybe. Um, I just, you know what? I encourage you if you'd like to listen to my podcast, it's called on your choices on your life. I have some really, I do solo episodes and I do interviews and I'll tell you some of the people and their stories are absolutely incredible what they've, yeah. come through, what they've done. So it becomes a source of inspiration of what is possible. And that's more of what I want to put out into the world is to show people what is possible when you work through. Yeah. You have a, you have an amazing podcast. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you can do your book too. My book is called when she stopped asking why, and it is, it's, I mean, I, I wrote it, it was released in 2017 and I've always been, I've always said, you never know where your message is going to land. You don't know who's going to go to. And for me, I just wanted that no matter what struggles or story a person has worked through, that they would find some value. Mm-hmm. of how to get from point A to point B. I didn't realize that three years ago when I was writing that or four years ago when I was writing it, that it would become the framework for everything that I do. Mm. Like it's literally the framework for everything that I do. How do you get from point A to point B? How do you move through a challenge and still, you know, stay afloat and do all those things. Mm. But for me, the title is really important because I, for the longest time, I just kept asking why, like why, yeah. why me, why them, why all of this, why was, why ruled my world. And when I finally learned to let go of the why questions, I can't tell you how pivotal that was in Mm. changing everything. So why questions are victim questions. Whenever we ask ourselves, if you ask yourself like, why us, why me, why, um, you're asking yourself a victim question. And we, and if you're asking a victim question, you're staying stuck as a victim. You have to ask yourself a different question. And it's like, what, like, what can I do? It's back to the Stephen Covey quote, right? We're not a product of our circumstances. We're a product of our decisions. Mm-hmm. So what do we decide to do with what we have? Everybody has something that they've worked through. Yeah. And I guarantee you, just from the number of stories and the people that I've interviewed, people I've talked to, the people that you are looking at who might, you might think that, oh my gosh, they have this all figured out. This is so easy, blah, blah, blah. Whatever story you're telling yourself in your head, they have worked through unbelievable stuff that you couldn't even imagine. They have, they just found a way. So it's always about the what I really encourage you. It's a short read. It's not, it doesn't take you more than a couple of hours because I wrote it with that purpose that I wanted if somebody was in a real crisis or a struggle that they would be able to read through it quickly. Mm, it was, uh, we, we obviously don't have the same story. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, it was very, helpful for me to see, um, my life in a different perspective. And I really, it was very, it was very eye-opening. your book. It was, yeah, I really enjoyed reading it. Thank yeah. you so much. Honestly, thank you. And thank you for the shout out about it. And thank you for allowing me in this space today to help to support you with your program. Yes. Thank awesome. you very much. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm very grateful for you to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. joining me today. If you would like to become a certified inclusive community art instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit rebeccajaneart.ca. All of the links from this episode are in the show notes. If you love this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything at Rebecca Jane Art. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy creating.